0: A shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I get to bring fantastic guests onto the show. Today is no exception. I have with me today Ronnie Sasaki. She is a keynote speaker, an author, a Paralympic gold medalist. She's a podcaster. She's got a podcast called Get a Leg Up on Life. And That may be a little clue as to what we might start out with. Ronnie, welcome to Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you, Dr. Paul. It's really great to be here. I am excited uh, just to spend time with you and your audience today. I am
0: thrilled to spend some time with you. All the positive energy that I've picked up from you. We met recently in Oregon where I was doing a program for your chapter of the National Speakers Association, and I got to tell you, that audience just bubbled with all kinds of positivity, which made me feel right at home. And you were part of that group, Ronnie, getting a leg up on life. You're a Paralympic Olympian, right?
1: <laughs> yes, Wait. I'm an old para Olympian. I won my gold medal in 1992. 1992. Okay. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because. I skied on one ski, and as a one-legged skier, people were often saying to me, wow, you're so inspirational. You know, I have two legs, and I don't even know how to ski. And there were so many years where I uh, shunned, I guess, being inspirational. I wanted to be seen only as a serious athlete. Athlete. And when people said, oh, you're just so heroic, or you're so brave to go ski on one ski, I I didn't want them to see me that way. And then all of a sudden I woke up one day and I realized if what I do brightens somebody else's day and mm-hmm. they get inspiration from it, they get a smile on their face because of it, then who am I to prevent that from happening? So even though my story is from 1992 of winning this gold medal, and that's been you know quite a few years ago now, people still love the story. And so I figured, you know what, if I can brighten somebody's day, I'm more than willing to share it.
0: You didn't mean to have an inspiring story. It just happens to be one of those.
1: Yes, it is. It is. And you know, the thing is, is I'm not alone. There's so many inspiring stories, which is what I love about your podcast is because you bring so much of that to the forefront for your listeners. And if I get to be a small piece of that today, then I am all for it.
0: Can you start us out with some of the backstory because well, yeah. you mentioned you ski on one ski, most people use two. Ronnie, I don't know if you've noticed.
1: <laughs> I do notice that. Yes, I'm a minority in that area.
0: Give us some of the backstory. Where did this start for you?
1: Well, I was born with one leg, so just I guess my story really started when I was born. Um, at first, they thought I was perfectly normal because I had ten fingers and ten toes, like every perfect baby should have. But they soon realized that my right leg was about half the length of my left leg brought in an expert pediatrician, um, orthopedic doctor who determined that half of my right leg was missing, but it was the middle half. And that's why I had two feet because my right foot was where my knee should have been. And oh. he, he told my parents at the time, which was sort of ridiculous because it wasn't the dark ages, but he says, you know, I'm sorry, your daughter will probably never walk. And I'm sure he meant on two real legs, Because we had modern prosthetics even back then, and I learned to walk by the time I was two years old. Um, So walking, walking was easy. That was not never a real issue for me growing up. But being an athlete was something that at a very young age, I really desired to be. Be good at sports. Kids in my school were popular if they were good athletes, and that was something that I aspired to. I guess I'll admit that now. Um, but having one leg, I never quite was able to compete with the other kids leg for leg, as I like to say. Mm. So, um, I kept a dream way down deep inside. It was a dream to be an Olympic athlete and I, I thought it was so ridiculous. I could not imagine it ever happening. So I wasn't going to share this dream because I thought for sure everybody around me would laugh and think that it was crazy and certainly put me in my place and tell me it's never going to happen. Yeah. And, and so I-, I sort of believed that. And um, struggling to love and accept myself because I was different, because I knew that that dream would never come true, became uh, a bit of a challenge as I grew up and started becoming a young teenager, learning to love and, and accept that I was different, being the crippled girl or the disabled kid, all the labels that we've attached to somebody that is different, I didn't want to be that person. I saw it as something that was going to hold me back and ruin my life. In essence, I was very melodramatic as a young teenage girl might be. And um, just convinced, convinced that nothing was ever going to happen good because of my leg. If that makes any sense at all to you.
0: Wow. I've thought a lot recently, especially Ronnie, about the programming that happens to us when we're little. If if everybody on the planet were born with the same body configuration that you were born with then it
1: would be absolutely normal. You know, I've said that so many times it's so funny that you bring that to light because you're absolutely right. We'd all we'd all be considered normal if there is a way to define normal.
0: And maybe that's how we've defined it. What most people or the majority look like or are designed Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: This is all you knew. So you were way too young to to be affected by that medical opinion that you would never walk. Right. It's like, of course you're going to walk and you're going to do it with the equipment that you've got.
1: Yes. And I do walk with a limp, a very distinctive limp. And it's funny because I don't feel like I walk with a limp. I feel like a runway model, honestly. And all of a sudden in the video age that we live in, I will see a, a video clip of myself walking. And even now I look at myself and I go, oh my goodness, that, that isn't me, is it? Look at how much that girl limps. <laughs> and then I realize, oh yeah, that's me. That is my very unique and distinctive walk. Yes. It, it works. It works great for me. But back then, um, I finally had to come to the point in my life where feeling sorry for myself wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, through a series of events, one of them was my own spiritual journey, my faith in God, I began to believe that I was created for a unique purpose. And I didn't know what that purpose was, but I had faith that there was a purpose. And all of a sudden, just believing that... It really caused me to open my eyes and look around me. Well, okay, if there is a purpose, then what is it? I'm going to find it. And so rather than see my leg as a hindrance, I began to see it as a good thing, a benefit. It was going to be the thing that fulfilled essentially my purpose. I had no idea at the time that part of that purpose was going to be becoming a Paralympic athlete. Mm. But When my eyes suddenly were open, like I say to opportunities, I received a phone call seemingly out of the blue. I was a senior in high school and the woman on the other line said to me, Ronnie, would you like to learn how to ski? And she was also a woman with one leg. And so we met up at the mountain and I was so excited to learn how to ski. I thought actually that it would be something, maybe I can do this. Plus, I wanted to get a lift ticket because in my school... The cool kids all were skiers, and they wore those lift tickets on their jackets, like the old-fashioned kind. You know, with the wire wicket that went through the zipper, had the paper yeah. sticker that stuck to that wire wicket. And if you were really cool in my school, you didn't just have one lift ticket; you had like twenty of those things. All the dangling. Reserves. <laughs> you yes. this, yeah, you could hear the ski, co- ski club kids coming down the hall a mile away because they had all these lift tickets dangling, clanging together on their jackets. And I wanted one of those. So we get to the mountain. Her name was Jan. And she, she taught me how to put on my ski because I was going to ski on just one leg. The, well, first of all, the boot, put on the boot, put on the ski. And the only adaptive equipment that I used was these things called outriggers which are essentially like forearm crutches, but with a sawed-off ski tip mounted onto the end. And so rather than poles, I used the outriggers. And I asked her, well, when am I going to get my lift ticket? And she's like, Ronnie, you're not going to get a lift ticket today. My face must have fell right to the ground. I'm like, what do you mean we're not going to get a lift ticket? She says, no, the first thing we're going to do is learn how to fall. And, you know, I was 17 years old thinking fall, that's um, glamorous. Yeah. Wow. Well, can't wait to do that. <laughs> I thought I was going <laughs> to go to school on Monday with my lift ticket. And she says, I'm not even going to get one. Instead, I'm going to make a fool out of myself all day by falling. Uh-huh. Um, but, but she emphasized the importance of learning how to fall safely. And I love this lesson for life. Um, she says, if you know how to fall safely, then a couple things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to be able to ski with more confidence because you're not going to have a fear of falling, thinking right. that you're going to get hurt every time you fall down. You and, and being able to fall safely prevents you from getting hurt as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of twofold. And then it goes on even further. She says, now when you after you fall, you have to learn how to get back up. And laying on the ground in the snow, feeling a little bit humbled by that, being able to push myself back up with all this heavy equipment that seemed to be pulling me back to the ground, was probably one of the best things I learned all day long. We certainly practiced it often enough. I fell down, got back up, fell down, got back up all day long. (laughs) I think I became an expert at falling that first day of skiing. If I wasn't already, which quite frankly, I always thought I was pretty good at it, but I learned a whole new level.
0: So many life lessons.
1: Yeah, exactly. Encapsulated
0: in that. What a powerful image.
1: Yeah. Skiing has a lot of those life lessons tucked away into it, as I learned as the years went by. Um, A couple years later, she, she asked me again, the same instructor, if I wanted to enter my first ski race. I wasn't ready in my own mind. I thought it was a huge, huge leap into something that talk about making a fool out of myself. If I thought that first day of falling did it, then what happens if I fall in the middle of a ski race? (laughs) But -hmm. she encouraged me nonetheless that, you know what, just get out there and do it anyway. I was going to be in a class of skiers that all had one leg like myself, and they were going to be beginners like myself. And lo and behold, uh, two days of racing, I won two little tiny gold medals for my efforts. Wow. it just, it sparked a flame inside of my brain, I guess, that said, hey, I'm going to be a ski racer. This is something I'm going to pursue, something I'm going to do, something I'm going to get good at. And so that I'm not just competing against the the beginners, I'm competing against the good guys, the ones that have been doing this, that really are experts at it. So that's what I did. I, I set a goal, um, graduated from college. Moved to Colorado, began to train with a disabled program where everybody there was disabled, missing arms and legs and eyesight, wheelchair skiers. I mean, quite frankly, having one leg is just no big deal. There are so many people out there who are missing all their limbs. Sometimes I wonder why I'm even out here trying to inspire anybody with only one leg. Maybe I should chop off another one or, you know, missing an arm or something. You've
0: got an unfair advantage.
1: Right, and I'm certainly not encouraging anybody to do that.
0: <laughs> no. It's probably
1: got its own mental issues involved in those that want to be missing limbs on purpose. but
0: so fascinating, were... though, isn't it, how our mind works?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: even the even the definition of something as a as a disability or an advantage, or what is it?
1: I don't know. And the terminology now, to be politically correct, I don't think we can say disabled or handicapped. Mm-hmm. Adaptive is the new word. In fact, I did train and full-time, raced full-time, till after many years of doing so, I made the U.S. Disabled Ski Team, which now is called the U.S. Adaptive Ski Team.
0: Adaptive.
1: Correct, yes. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to teach this old dog new tricks. So I still tend to say U.S. Disabled Ski Team, well, and it's because I have the sweatshirt, right? My sweatshirt, my clothing, right. everything says all my old stuff still says US Disabled Ski Team on it. So
0: It was before they renamed it.
1: Right. I need to get a new T shirt, I guess, something with the new <laughs> the new logo.
0: Wow, what an inspiring story. Folks, we've got Ronnie Sasaki here today at Live on Purpose Radio. When we come back from this break, I think we're going to learn a little bit more about those life lessons that have come to you through this experience. So we'll be right back. Hey, Live on Purpose family. I know you're a fan of personal development, and that's why you're here on the podcast. Something else that I think you would really like is Live on Purpose TV come on over to youtube.com forward slash Live On Purpose TV, where you will find daily episodes that are all geared toward powering up your personal development program. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And welcome back. Ronnie Sasaki at Live On Purpose Radio today and Ronnie what an inspiring story that you didn't intentionally set up as an inspiring story. It's just your story.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's like I told you earlier that I fought being inspirational pretty much my whole life. If somebody right. would have told me, oh, you're such an inspiration, I would say, oh, no, 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 I'm not. Now I just, you know, very humbly say thank you. Um, because right. any, an anybody can be an inspiration to somebody else. And I think that that is... A huge honor. If if me just walking down the road with my beautiful limpy walk inspires somebody else, then whether I know about it or not, they may never speak to me and never say a word. Then I feel like I am living my purpose
0: in doing. Yes, that. which includes this divine design that your body showed up with when you were too young to have anything to say about it.
1: Yes. It, I've,
0: I've said this to my clients so many times, and, and you embody this for me, that you are perfectly designed for your purpose. I might even say your divinely appointed purpose. Um, but whatever you know, people's faith or religious beliefs are, I think that we are all perfectly designed for whatever our purpose is. And when we look at it that way, it changes our agenda because instead of trying to figure out what's wrong with me, now I can just get focused on what's my purpose, the way I'm designed. Yeah. Can you resonate with that?
1: Yeah. You know, there's, um, like I mentioned earlier, I do have faith in God. I'll call him God. I believe in a higher power and that's my own faith journey. Um, There's some verses in Psalms that talk about, you know, I am perfectly or fearfully and wonderfully made, wonderful are thy works. And my soul knows this. And I I envision this tapestry being woven where each strand of fabric that goes through the, the other strands to form this pattern. At first, when you see those strands going through, it's hard to see the design. But the craftsman, the artist has that design in their mind from the very beginning. They know what it's going to look like, and it's going to be this beautiful work of art, this masterpiece that's going to hang on the wall. And they know as each strand is being woven one after the other, what it's going to look like. And I see each of our lives being the same way. And my leg is one of those strands that was woven into my life's tapestry, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's this amazing work of art. And I don't always see what the whole work of art is going to look like. But I, I believe that it, it becomes as, you know, each strand, again, is woven through. Um, perhaps my leg is one of those strands. Um, learning to ski is another one of those strands. Growing up being teased is even one of those strands because it yeah. formed who I am. And it all comes together in this, this artwork not just for me, but, you know, really for every individual out there, every person I think has maybe something about themselves that they would change if they could. And perhaps even think that, you know, it's, it's holding them back. It's an imperfection. It's a weakness and perhaps even allows it to, um, not not necessarily ruin their life, like I said when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. but for sure is something that is not a strength. And by flipping that belief around, embracing that, that thing or whatever it is and saying, hey, this is who I am. I was created this way for a purpose. And I'm going to use this to be the very catalyst that launches me into my life's purpose or whether it's a goal, whether it's a dream, whether it's... Um, some kind of impact on the world
0: yes it it occurred to me as we're talking here too that you were born the way you were born and you didn't even know you were different until comparison and culture and opinion taught you that you were different and in doing so you develop a belief about yourself what i'm hearing now is that at some point you get to choose what you're going to believe about exactly. yourself, your circumstances, your story
1: right I mean it was fun when i when I finally embraced having one leg as being a really good thing. You see so many benefits I mean, look at it this way. I get to take my leg off at night now who not everybody gets to do that so <laughs> um, the other really cool thing about having one leg is. I don't know if you've seen somebody with a prosthetic on recently, but the, the trend right now is to wear an, a limb with all the metal parts showing. I call it Terminator, Terminator style.
0: With the bionic woman. Yeah, sort of
1: kind thing. of a robotic look. I am from an old school where I put this beautiful foam covering over my legs so that when I'm wearing a dress, it looks like I have two real legs because they carve that foam covering to match my real leg. So rather than wear the, just the bare metal, which is the trend, I'm old-fashioned in that I have a foam covering. But when that foam ages, it gets smaller and smaller. Now, what woman in her right mind would not love that as she ages, her body parts start to shrink and get smaller and smaller? So you see, the benefit <laughs> for me with one leg is my fake leg just starts getting smaller and skinnier over time. <laughs>
0: which goes against some of the main trends of our society.
1: Right. So instead of getting bigger, it gets smaller. Well, yeah. So that's always a benefit of having one leg. There's so many good things that I can go on and on and, and, um, you know, being a one legged ski racer was certainly huge benefit of having one leg. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: when you think about all of the people vying for those spots in the Olympics, And here I was a kid wanting to be an Olympic athlete. And I'm not saying it's not impossible, but it's a large group of people vying for only a few positions. In the Paralympic world, you have a much smaller group of people vying for those positions. So the likelihood of me rising to the top of my field as a Paralympian was much greater than it would have been had I had all of my limbs and was vying for those Olympic spots.
0: Right. Which has changed your life.
1: Absolutely. And the significance, it's like kind of like being that big fish in the small pond idea and being standing out in a crowd. Mm-hmm. You have one leg, it's easy to be remembered. And there's, again, it's just a benefit of this difference. Something that I used to see as yes. a hindrance has become an asset to me.
0: Which is also something that you're using now in your career as a speaker and author and someone who who gets to inspire people for your business.
1: Yes. And you're not
0: I, anonymous. You, you can't just show up and not be noticed because of this.
1: Right. And even though my story is back in the 90s and, and seemingly old news, I find that people still love to hear a good story mm-hmm. of, of overcoming, of taking an imperfection and making it into something really great. Yes. And that's, that's kind of what my story embodies. And I, when I'm out speaking, I like to talk about other people who have done the very same thing that I have done. Because I figure if people like to hear my story, then there's so many other stories out there that can oh, yeah. have the same impact. Which is one of the reasons why I started my podcast called "A Leg Up on Life." Is every it's a monthly podcast? I bring other people's great stories to yes. listen, listeners.
0: Kind of like we're bringing your story to the live on purpose audience. Exactly.
1: Today, you do this awesomely. Uh, is that a word? Awesomely. I don't know, but <laughs> you
0: can say that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, With you the bring. We
0: make up words. It makes us feel smart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well. Awesomely is an, is my word for the day, and bringing these stories to listeners, it, j- it just brightens up everything, in my opinion.
0: So the first step, if I'm hearing you correctly, Ronnie, the first step, probably the most crucial step here, is to examine and possibly change or choose your belief about who you are and what your story is and what your context is. I I can picture that had you remained in a place or chosen a place of victimhood, of poor me, of, oh my gosh, I can't do anything now, then that probably would have been the case.
1: Yeah. I don't know of very many people who have wallowed in a sea of self-pity that have used that to really drive them forward. Hmm. And the whole idea of victimhood is not empowering. It Puts literally walls, I think, around us. Whereas shifting that belief into thinking that I have a purpose because of this, not in spite of it, but because of it. It just like blows the roof right off the top of the box. Talk about getting out of the box! It just opens up this whole world of opportunities. Now I'm every day I'm looking around me. Okay, so I won my gold medal in 1992. Well, that was quite a few years ago. Surely there's a new purpose today for me. So I get to go through today, looking for a new purpose, Mm -hmm. and tomorrow I get to wake up in the morning and say, okay, what is my purpose today? In whether it's having one leg or having brown eyes, you know, I really, I really don't know. Everything that we are, I believe, contributes to who we are and who we get to show up as in the world yes. and the influence that we get to have on other people.
0: Well, it is, in fact, our particular package. And whether we chose it or not, whether we feel like we can change it or not, here it is it's yeah. what we've got. So now the question is what are we going to do with that? I think your example, your story is is so compelling because you can create from this something something that's beautiful and joyful and inspiring. And and I'm also picturing you on that podium as you receive your gold medal. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal, Ronnie. I'm just it saying
1: It was. It was. It was like a dream come true. I mean, it was one of those moments that I worked worked hard for and it and it happened and beyond you said they're
0: not despite your disability, if we even want to call it that, but because of the unique package that is you.
1: Yeah. Because of it, it. Absolutely. It was I was standing up there on one leg. There were other people that stood up on the podium that didn't stand at all. They were in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. There were blind skiers on that podium. There were people with one arm, people with no arms, people with no legs, and all fulfilling their purpose as well. Yes. And it was just to be, mm. you know, not everybody has a purpose of being a, a ski racer, a disabled ski racer, or even a disabled athlete of any kind. And so the beauty is, is each person gets to figure out what is their own purpose.
0: So the good news, folks who are listening, you don't have to just have one leg to succeed. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Whatever your package is, it's perfect for you. Yeah. Ronnie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us here today.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: You've got some things you're offering. Now, of course, you're a speaker. And if people want to hear that inspirational keynote or or presentation that you give, um, I'm on your website right now. It's Ronnie spelled R-O-N-I Sasaki, S-A-S-A-K-I, com. Is that the best place to go?
1: Yes, um, that is the best place to go. All my contact info is there. And... I can be reached very easily through that.
0: And your podcast, tell us a little bit more about that before we sign off on this one.
1: Okay. My podcast is called A Leg Up On Life, and it can be found on YouTube, or excuse me, iTunes. And you can recognize it's got a red background with a leg sticking straight up in the air with a tennis shoe on it. So iTunes, A Leg Up On Life. And one more thing I was going to share is I wrote a book called um, From the Start, trusting God's course for my life. And that is basically my story written out um, of being born with one leg and going on to win a gold medal. And it really is a story of my faith in God. And that can be found on Amazon.
0: Oh, wonderful. So the podcast, the book, the website, you're doing some good things, Ronnie.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is.
0: Yeah, I know because we do some of the same things.
1: Yeah, you get to do this too. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have to do it two legs, but
1: I know. Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> we all have our we all have our limitations.
0: <laughs> hey folks, whatever your limitations or package is, you've heard it from Ronnie here today, there are no limitations once that belief changes and you live on purpose and it's time now for all of us to go live on purpose.